everybody. Welcome back to Sapphic Culture Club. We're your hosts. I'm Laurel Hachinova. And I'm Audrini. Today we're going to be talking about a film that totally wrecked both of us. Uh, a film that lives rent-free in the late 90s Turkish vacation of our heads after Sun. And I may have already just spoiled too much, so please provide the <laughs> spoiler warning now. <laughs> so, uh, major spoilers, if you haven't seen this film yet, please, please, please pause and go watch it. Um, give yourself some time and then come back. In the United States, it's streaming on Prime, Showtime, Hulu, and Paramount Plus, and you can also rent it on Apple TV for five ninety nine, and you can watch it no, you, on I your don't vision, know. I don't your know new why. Vision <laughs> you might, Pro. I, actually, you probably can if you <laughs> yeah. can watch it on Apple TV. Yeah, it's like an immersive experience. Yeah, yeah. This is a great movie, actually, to like lie on your back and watch oh on the God. ceiling. Okay, so just a little bit of setup for this film. Um, I think if you've seen it, you probably don't need us to rehash the synopsis, but it... Right, and um, just double spoiler, if you haven't oh, seen yeah, it yet, please. Don't, don't, don't continue stop, from stop, here. Stop, stop, like, we, we forbid you. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but I know, we, yeah. that's, it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously, don't read anything about this movie. If you have yeah. not seen it. Oh, right. Yeah. Just like nothing. Just go in as like pure as you can and then come back and listen and then tell us also what you thought of it. I feel like I'm going to say this like five more times. <laughs> like you have another opportunity to stop. <laughs> but if you have seen it, continue. Great. Yes. Okay. After Sun premiered at Cannes in uh, 2022. Um, like another film that we love very much. Well, I don't blah. Like that is d- near and dear to our hearts. Um, Blue is the warmest color. Also, oh my God. <laughs> it's written and directed by Charlotte Wells. Uh, this is actually her first feature directorial debut. And it stars everybody's sad boyfriend, Paul Meskel, who was nominated for an Oscar for his role. It also stars Frankie Corio in her debut role as the young Sophie. I think this is the, the first time ever she's acted, which I just, yeah. I, I'm, like, I'm just so confounded. Like how, how, whenever a child actor is like that good, yeah. you're just like, how? And not like weirdly precocious and no. aware of themselves and how cute they right. are. <laughs> So this is Charlotte Wells, as as Audrey just said, um, her first feature film. And she's directed other short films, which you should check. And if you liked After Sun, you may also like Tuesday. And I won't say why. But if you haven't seen great. Tuesday, take, yeah, just because it's great. Take 10 minutes, go watch it, and then come back. Because, spoilers, it touches on the same topic yeah can i say that it's in some way some ways feels like a sequel is that too spoilery mm, yeah i don't think that's yeah, too yeah. Spo- we're gonna link to tuesday too she, it's available she made it in like 2016 so before she did after sun but yeah it does feel like a sequel yeah yeah you can watch it on her website which we will link to okay so let's just let's just dive in yeah 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 let's go I didn't see this in theaters, but I'm curious, like, what you went into it with. How much 
context did you have when you saw it? And also tell me about when you saw it. <laughs> tell me everything. I was, I, <laughs> I was trying to remember, like, who who told us to watch After Sun. And it wasn't you, surprisingly. Why? I don't know. I don't That's know. Dumb. I, oh I was God, like, I'm so mad at my past. Self I asked you, have you seen After Sun? And you're like, yes. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah, that's um, dumb. Why didn't I say something? I, th- I think <laughs> maybe I was still like processing. I was like, I don't know if I can tell anyone to watch this. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I think you were very careful about giving anything away, including how you felt about the movie. But I think one of Allie's coworkers probably insisted that we see it. Uh, and I think they also thankfully told us like not to know anything about it beforehand. So that was great. And I'm very grateful. So I had no impressions going in. You had heard of it though, right? Like in, or no. You, no, so, so I don't think just, I had. Like, I mean, like you... if I had, then it didn't stick in my memory. Okay. And I don't like, I wasn't familiar with the word after sun either. So it's just kind of like, oh, whatever. Which do you know what after sun is? I had to yeah, look it it's up. like something you put. I mean, it's literally what you put on your body after you're in the sun, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is like, I don't know. We can get into this yeah. later, but yeah, okay. So much meaning there oh. with like, yeah, the film. By the way, if you haven't seen it, please stop. Pause, pause right now. <laughs> please <laughs> go back. away. Please go away. Um, <laughs> but we love you. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're talking about it, I vaguely remember this feeling of like, I want people to watch it without me telling them because mm. even me telling them feels like an influence somehow right, which is right, so right, yeah. dumb like whatever no it's true because like i think you only tell me to watch things that are very good you know and so it's right like, oh and then so, i walk in with like high expectations although that's i feel like there are things on my list that i want people to see that are actually really bad just so i can talk to them <laughs> good great yeah oh, i was I gonna say we need a yeah 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 we need a better system for this so that i don't know oh, it's like, oh, this oh could yeah be bad yeah yeah this i should just be- throw in some really like a just a mixed bag of sh- really random shit that you're like, what did you want me to feel? I was like, oh, I don't know. I've never even actually seen this movie. That I just told have you, you seen Love Actually? You really should watch it. I still have not seen Love <laughs> <No>. Actually. Um, <laughs> one day we will see it yeah. in the middle of summer. We'll do a watch along. Um, oh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Okay. Anyway, I'm I'm totally oh like, perfect. Just, like yeah, great. Okay. Yeah, I. I remember just a general kind of like vibe around the movie and knowing that I wanted to watch it, but I put it off for a while and I don't remember why. I think because I had a feeling that it was going to be like a mood and a feeling and that I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't have any expectations, you know, going into it. So that was nice. Like I didn't know anything about it. I didn't read anything about it. Um, I just knew I wanted to see it. And I, I do love everybody's sad boyfriend, Paul Mescal. Like <laughs> I think he's great. And uh yeah, I knew I was going to see it, but I didn't have any expectation, which was, I think, the way to go into this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, so you put it on and walk <laughs> me through this. The two hours as you're watching it, like, go through every emotion. Right, feeling. okay. So the opening scene is... No. So it's going to be a watch along, but, like, in our memory, which is really <laughs> oh, appropriate because the film is all about memory. Oh, my ah! God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> All right. So wait, are we doing like? If you remember, I would love to. I would love to know like your immediate impressions, like as you're watching it, and then like after. I don't know. I th- okay. I yeah. think because can... the way the film moves, right, is so mm-hmm. unconventional, and so I'm just kind of curious, like what you were thinking, if you can remember, like as you were actually like experiencing the film. Yeah. You know, it starts with older Sophie, right, um, reviewing the camcorder footage a little bit. 
like the reflection yeah, that's of right. her I in think the TV. It's, that's right. Then, that's right. But you don't really know that at the time. I think. Right. Right. You can well, you can see her reflection in the TV, and you see that it's like '90s camcorder type footage, and so yeah. even even yeah. then, you kind of feel like, oh, okay, so this is a little bit different. And then it starts off really sweet. You know, it's like, okay, this is like a father and daughter on a on a vacation. And they're so sweet to each other. It just feels very, like, warm and nice immediately. And so I'm like, okay, what's what's the tension going to be? Like, what's the, <laughs> the conflict going to be? Yeah. And you start to see it even though I didn't realize that that's what it was. Like, when he starts doing that weird, those weird movements on the balcony. The Tai Chi? Um, sort of. I think they're more like dance moves. Like, they just got to the hotel room. Um, Sophie's asleep oh, right, right, and right. he's on the balcony smoking. He starts like moving in this weird sort of way. And you're like, okay, what's, you know, what's going on there? And then they, they just start dropping in all these like little things. And I think the way that it builds, and this was sort of similar to Tuesday and also, um, I did you watch all of her shorts? Not all of them, no. I think I've only seen Tuesday. So Blue Christmas also feels kind of similar. Like there's... There's a slow, easy, you're living in this world and it's it's actually kind of comfortable. And then it just like escalates and it like rips your heart out. Um, and so I didn't really realize what was going on until it was going on too much. And then it was just like overwhelming. Um, it was it was a, a really beautiful experience. What did you think was happening with like the the sort of like dance raves scenes, like the dark rave? Because I think, you know, when when it starts, when it's like first being introduced, you you can't really tell what's going on, right? Because right. it's like strobe effect. It's really dark. You, yeah. you don't, you barely see him, I think, until like a little bit later on. And I think like, yeah, I don't even think you really know who, who she is in yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. really clear, you know? Yeah. I think when I, when I first saw the rave scenes, it was kind of like, I just sort of kept it in the back of my head for later, not mm. really trying to figure it out too much, like puzzle it out. I feel like when I was kind of when I went through this, like I don't remember when I saw it, but like it's I watched it again a few days ago, and it really hit different knowing God, knowing what yeah. I know now going into it. And isn't that like the meta theme that like she's rewatching right, these exactly. memories and she yes. knows what's going on now, and it's just like ugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think kind of Im- immediately because of the sort of unconventional storytelling, I was like waiting for something horrible to happen yeah like i just got the sense like something was looming and then as you were saying like as the film like progresses you get more and more of that sense and it's not like it's not like explicit right i think there are just these moments where just through the way that they like intercut like the the dance sequences and like these little decisions that he makes and and you get more of a sense of his mood you know they never explain like the, the cast thing and there's these moments where he's like it's clear he's kind of checked out yeah, um, yeah. You know, and then like a little bit later, I think before they maybe they're going to buy the rug. I can't remember. You know, there's a c- moment where he, the scene where he walks in front of a bus. Yeah. It's really quick. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god, yeah. he's gonna get hit by a bus, right? right? And so like it's like there's all these hints and he that, doesn't like, flinch. Like yeah, no, he doesn't flinch. Right, like right. it's just yeah, and it's like really points to kind of like his recklessness and like just being mm-hmm. like kind of checked out. But then also the way that he's trying, it seems like he's trying to tie things up a little bit. Like he's he's worried about how she gets along with her mom. She He tries yeah. to teach her how to like defend herself and 
Yeah, like it, he he does a few things that make it feel like he's saying, or the postcard that he writes um, to her that you see like on the bed. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I think you get the sense that he kind of he's going back and forth a little bit because like mm. he's also trying to cope, right? Because he right. has his books like How to Meditate. Oh my the god! Tai Chi All book, the books that he brought on that vacation, the, the, po- the Margaret oh, Tate, you know, and he's he's doing Tai Chi. Like he's trying. Yeah. There's something he's trying to cope. And then he also says, I mean, I guess we're just getting right into it, but like <laughs> there's a moment, I think towards the end where he, after Sophie talks about how she kissed that that boy mm-hmm. at the swimming pool and he says something about how like, you know, you can, you can talk to me about anything. Like you can always tell me like when right. you, about boys, parties, like drugs. And she's like kind of laughing it off. Yeah. But he, the fact that he puts it out there for her yeah, is, right. is in many ways kind of fucked up because it's like. He gave that to her. He's, like, implying, like, I'm always going to be there to listen. Right. So I feel right, like he's right. kind of going Ugh. back and forth. But then by the end, that scene where he's, like, sobbing, we're really yeah. diving into it now. <laughs> it cuts oh, to the, the postcard. It's it's like then you get the sense that he's, like, kind of made a decision, right? Yeah. More so. Yeah. But, yeah, like, going back to my immediate impressions, I actually thought, like, initially I was trying to, like, kind of piece things together. Like, I think I, I, I couldn't help it. Like, my brain was just trying to do that as I was watching it because I was like, what is going on? Like, there's some kind of mystery. There's something looming in the background. There's, like, it's almost like a haunting. Yeah. And I think it is in a, yeah. in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. But I thought, like, at first the rave scenes were kind of like this, his, like, torrid past or present. or I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Because I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, like, I thought, like, maybe this was, like, a gay club and there was something going on there. But then... Yeah, obviously by the end, I, I kind of realized that wasn't the case. But um, I just loved the way that she sort of unveiled the story, you know, and that made me question the whole time, like what was going on. Um, and even at the end, it doesn't feel like necessarily super conclusive mm-hmm. because of the way that she she told the story. OK, yeah. So that that was it. And then, OK, so after you watch it. <laughs> I do remember you texting me, like, have you seen After Sun? And I was like, oh, boy. What went through your, your body? Oh, man. That, like, that that last dance scene. Like, <laughs> oh, even just, like, thinking oh, about it is, oh, like... Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I, I I don't remember what happened the first time I watched it, but but when I watched it a few days ago, when, as soon as the dance scene started, I just started... Yeah. <laughs> tears were just, like, streaming down my face. And Heather, I was watching with Heather, who hadn't seen it before. And so I was what? trying not to, I know, oh, I, I know. It was her first time watching it. And so I was like trying not to right. audibly yeah, cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I was like, like joking. <laughs> it was not pretty. Yeah. I think once I realized what that scene was, like it's their mm-hmm. last dance. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the music is building mm-hmm. and everything. And then it cuts like back and forth to the rave that you've seen this whole time. And they're saying goodbye at the airport. And then he walks oh, through the doors God. and I was just like, a wreck. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. I have to say, maybe like one of the most, if not like the most, like one of the, one of definitely one of the top three most like powerful yeah. endings. And like so quietly, quietly powerful. I think the whole film I would describe it as like quietly powerful. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, the last, the last few scenes starting from the dance, like just just like totally kill me it's like just talking it's hard to talk about actually I know. (laughs) yeah 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 i think and i think that's why it makes me so mad when i read 
when I read things on the internet, like commenters on the internet who are like, nothing happens in this movie. I'm like, fuck oh, you. Oh, I don't think I've seen anything like that. Like, where are you reading that? Because like, I'm obviously <laughs> reading a very different internet. You're not on 4chan? No. Um, <laughs> oh my God. It's, <laughs> no, it's like just ran, randos on Reddit. And they're, okay, they're the minority. Okay. Like, you yeah. know, I think if you're looking for reviews on Aftersun, um, you probably love it. Or right. you didn't get it and you're trying to, like, find other people who didn't get it. And so there are, yeah. like, these tiny little rats, like, on the comment right, threads who are yeah. like, oh, we didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love your rat voice. <laughs> that's exactly how they sound. Movie critic rats. That's <laughs> wow. what they sound like. It's kind of cute. <laughs> I know. It's, it's adorable. Okay. One of the things that, uh, like, you could just go back through the movie and, like, just pay attention to the symbolism, like mm-hmm. water, reflections, all of that. One of the things that really struck me, though, on this second watch is that how much, like, she, adult Sophie, is catching up to Callum, right? Like, she's probably at the same age he was when this happened. And so now it's almost this could be read as a depiction of the point in her life where her age passes his, right? Yes. And that's, like, such a heavy moment, you know? A heavy, right. like, sad milestone. And, like, from here on out for the rest of her life, she'll be older than he got to be. And, like, throughout the movie, you're seeing her as, like, she's, like, 11, and he's, like, 31, right? So they've got this, like, 20-year age gap. And, like, if they lived simultaneously for the rest of their lives she would never be able to understand him quite the way that she can as an adult who has reached his age, you know, there because there would always be that experience and age gap. So like, even if she turned 31 when he was 51, she would maybe understand his 31 year old self, but she would, you know, like they would never be able to understand each other at the same time in the same way. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling, but yeah, just the catching up to him really kind of broke my heart. I just got the chills as you were talking about that. I was like, Oh my God. Because it's her birthday, right? Like, doesn't her it is her seems... It's her birthday, yeah. Because I think there's that, that scene. Oh, God. This is, like, this This just, like... You, I remember the first time I saw this and, like... there You know, there are not a ton of scenes with adult Sophie. But right. there's that one where, you know, I think she gets up. She and her partner get up because um, the, their baby's crying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming it's their baby and they didn't, like, kidnap some baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't really know, actually. The baby they kidnapped is crying. The baby, yeah. The baby, they, their roommate baby is crying. And, like... <laughs> I think it starts with the, it, you know, cuts to her feet actually touching the the, rug. the Turkish rug, Ugh, the, yeah, fuck. that he had purchased, and it's a, you can tell it's like a little bit older, yeah, and like you don't really know what's going on, and then it's like, oh, oh, oh my god, oh my god, yeah. ah, like you know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I have to say this film, and like this is one of the reasons why I think it it continues to hit me so hard. It's like in many ways it shouldn't work. Like I think it yeah. breaks so many conventions, which I love, you know, of, of sort of like conventional, you know, storytelling in, in film where every, most of the scenes are not really doing anything to kind of like push the plot forward. Right. right like they just feel right, like little right. sort of vignettes of an otherwise pretty boring, mundane, like family vacation. Right. Right. No, but then, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it's, it's really interesting. It's like a lot of it's literally footage of like camcorder footage taken by a child of like this family vacation. And, yeah. and you're kind of like, why is this working? Like, why am I compelled? Yeah. And it's these moments that like hit so hard uh, where it's just like, holy crap. Like it just, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like literally getting the chills, like just thinking about, you know, just something like that, like how powerful it is, like where it like ties this memory together in such like a, a sort of subtle 
almost subconscious way that you I don't know like it's it's so brilliant like the fact that this is her first like feature film <laughs> kills me yeah 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 but yeah so there's that scene with her you know in her room um and I think her partner says like happy birthday Sophie happy birthday Sophie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, <laughs> You're like, oh, you know oh and the other thing too is like her father's birthday is just a few days right. away from hers right, right like there's right. that moment in the flashbacks or you know in the yeah like back in the 90s when yeah she says happy birthday to him. And then there's that, you know, at the Turkish mud oh, bath where she has oh. them sing happy birthday. And there's that shot of him from below. And that was just like, oh. And that's when they cut to him sobbing in his room, actually. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm glad we didn't do a watch along because it would have been oh, bad. My God. <laughs> I love, I'm glad that you said, yeah, like this, this movie shouldn't work. And it, it really does. I read, I think I read an interview with the director where she says that um, people gave her the feedback that there needs to be more tension between the two main characters. Um, and she said she appreciated feedback like that because it kind of cemented in her mind what she didn't want it to be. And so she was like, oh, yeah, no, definitely <laughs> oh, not that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's it does so well because then the main tension is, of course, like Callum's struggle right. and the fact that their relationship so is so good and loving actually makes that tension worse. Like it's harder because he has such a sweet relationship with his daughter. So his struggle is like amplified. Yeah. And even the moments where there is tension where, you know, for example, like when she, when they accidentally lose like the goggles, yeah. the snorkeling goggles. And like, there's a few other moments where he's or, like, like where she sings the, the thing and he doesn't go with her. Oh, right. Right. Where he's like, yeah, visibly upset. <sighs> Even that, like, I think because of the the rest of the relationship being so, like, loving, like, that, that actually hits pretty hard. Yeah. But it also yeah. feels, like, very real and relatable. Like, it feels like a normal father-daughter relationship that's not, yeah. like, un unhealthy, yeah. you know? Because yeah. I think it would be a very different movie if he was, like, an awful father to right, her, obviously, right, you know? Right. Or if there wasn't, if there weren't moments like that, yeah, it would feel like a different relationship. No, yeah. It just feels, like, very natural, like conflict that you know you caught on camera yeah, yeah it, i think it works really well uh, but i love that I, I hadn't read that article but i love that like she took the feedback and like reframed it so it was still like useful for her yeah like, nice yeah <laughs> i'm gonna do that i know in my day-to-day -day life please. yeah yeah i'm like I'm, thank you for that feedback this feedback which is wrong is exactly like reinforcing yeah thank you for misgendering me um that em yeah that really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> brings that. I like that. what Ooh. my real agenda yes uh. <laughs> <laughs> so good one other thing that i think is like no this shouldn't work why does it work is the fact that i i sort of um skimmed over it earlier but like the reflections it's like if you had told me if you had asked me if it was a good idea to put a bunch of reflections in a movie about reflecting, I would have been like, fuck you. Like, no, please don't do that. And I would have been wrong because it's <laughs> like, so you see there's the reflection in the beginning of Sophie in the TV, right? Adult Sophie. And then mm -hmm. you get like these reflections in the 90s TV in the hotel room in like the phone booth glass and like, you know, all over the place. Yep. It's all over the place. Yep. And it creates this kind of like distance right between the characters because you're not looking at them directly um and it adds this sort of odd sadness to the atmosphere in a way because it's you know it creates that distance and i thought all of those those additions were, were really powerful 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think like that touches on, to me, one of like the most powerful things about this film, which was the, the cinematography. And mm. it's amazing because the cinematographer, Gregory Oak, I think his name, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing mm. that right, but I think like he's only really worked on the sh- his shorts with, with her. And so, yeah, you can probably speak to better, like, you know, if you kind of saw that like consistency or like that thread through the films they worked on together. But I was kind of blown away because I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> I just, I like, I was like, wow, she must've worked with some like seasoned, you know, cinematographer. Right, but... right. Uh, just briefly on the, like, so on the shorts, it's interesting because you don't see, I don't know, I, I couldn't pick out a style. It's like, oh, this is, this is their style when working together. But it very much looks like they're both very like talented people who are figuring it out. And then, and then when you get to Apple, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy, did they figure it out? Um, <laughs> yeah, but you you mentioned like the I think the first thing you said about like oh if you had told me like this was all about uh, reflections and you know filmed in reflections like you'd be like uh <laughs> it's really it's interesting because there are a lot of aspects and elements of this film that feel like a little bit on the nose when you describe it like for example right. the re- reflection piece and then also like the last song like the you know like under pressure oh god yeah yeah yeah. it's like when you talk about it and we think about it it is like super on the nose but the way that it is utilized it's it's so impactful that it never ever feels like it's overwrought or yeah you know. how <laughs> okay but i yeah. think the way the reason the reflections to me work is because you don't really have a you don't really like understand i think like that the whole film is sort of about memory you know, until mm, you finish that's it. That's true. That's true. True. I don't know. I don't. I, I wasn't really paying attention to that until the second time I watched it, where I noticed that a lot of scenes do start with not just the reflections, but also like a dist- almost like a distorted oh, version of cool. it. Yeah. So often, yeah. you know, like the camera will be like your point of view will be actually pointed at the mirror in the bedroom, but mm-hmm. but you only see them in like the corner, or mm-hmm. it's like blurry right, right, right. in the corner, or you only see his arm. Or you see the TV, they're reflecting the TV, but the TV is like an old boob tube. What is it called? You know, like it has that distortion. It's dark. So you never really like see them clearly in those moments. And then there's also scenes that start in like the shadow, like the camera's actually pointed at like their shadow or like, you know, not yeah, directly at them. Yeah, yeah. To me, that really brings home this this idea that it's like fragmented memories. It's like she's trying to kind of piece things together yeah. and she has all these pieces that aren't complete, you know? So I had the same read, like these are these are Sophie piecing together her memories. And I was like, okay, so then what what are the scenes where Callum's alone, right? Like mm-hmm. what are what are those supposed to be? And I found this interview with uh Charlotte Walls where she says, Adult Sophie was the overarching perspective in the film, and beneath that you have other perspectives. You have Sophie's direct point of view, almost images that are the basis of memories. And then you have Callum alone, which are imaginings to some degree, where we kept him more at arm's length. We shot those scenes further away. Uh, he was usually abstracted or obstructed from, be- from yeah. view. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, right. Oh. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, often, like, the camera was kind of, like, um, in the other room while he was outside, I think, like, doing the moves that you're talking about. He's, like, literally... He's not physically there, and mentally you know, half there, yeah. half not there. I mean, yeah, he's a ghost. Uh, he's a ghost. I know. Yeah, I think this is a, this film is a is a you know in in many ways like a a ghost, a haunting. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> All of the movies uh, we do are 
ghosts are, are hauntings. Oh my god. Are we ghosts? <laughs> are we? Shh, 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 shh. Oh, no. Oh my god. Is this the plot of the others? Oh my god. <laughs> I know. There's Nicole. I, oh my god. I think, oh. Is she your mom? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to explain that I have a Nicole Kidman. Um, oh like, right. Mat, like a, <laughs> oh god, like an almost life size Nicole Kidman face floating in my background that and Laurel is not just seeing Nicole Kidman. Although maybe maybe she's never she was never there. I know. Next next episode we're going to talk about um, the others. Right. And Nicole Kidman played the mom in The Others, so there's the the full reference uh, yes, explained yes, for you. Yes. This is totally like tangential, but like I now I want like a playlist of films that are like about ghosts that are about ghosts. Okay, The Others is literally right. about ghosts and that's right, like a yeah. huge spoiler which <laughs> I apologize to Sorry. anyone who's seen it. But like you know like Portrait is a great example right, yeah, of a yeah, ghost yeah. film that it's not literally about ghosts. Yeah. Okay. So this is also, this is like a total side note, but I was reading this interview with Charlotte Wells, I think maybe in the guardian or something where she talks about how, okay, we, we haven't mentioned this, but like this is inspired by autobiographical events, right? I mm-hmm, think right. she pushes back a lot on the actual one-to-one of the, the autobiography. I think like, like the characters are based on her and her father. Right. Um, she mentioned that, in an interview, she has she doesn't actually have any video of her father. It's all just photos, and I think like the the sort of seed of this film sprouted eight years before she actually filmed it when she was like sorting through photos. And so I thought there was something really like poignant about the fact that she doesn't have any video, and even though it's not totally you know autobiographical, like the fact that so much of the footage is is distorted and like fragmented. You know, it feels like. Oh, you're going to love this. I listened to a podcast interview with her um, yesterday and she did find she did have at least one video of him. The one, the chess one? Yeah. OK. So, yeah. I, yeah. yeah that's right. OK. Yeah. 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 But there they ne- it never shows his head. <laughs> right. 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 So, yeah. 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 There's just like so many, so many layers to this onion. And it's funny, like you just texted me this thing earlier about like how she tried to cast against type. For these roles i was like rabbit holing a little bit this morning i found um there's this picture that i think she's showed at like q a's mm-hmm. of her and her father on vacation at this time where they're like sitting at this table and then i think from there i was reading something about how like when she was casting for this film she was trying to cast against type to not look like her and her father like she did for tuesday which whatever right. so, <laughs> i'm not right. sure if i agree yeah. with that but anyway um but then it just it just happened kind of naturally because, you know, it's like when you're seeing like hundreds, thousands of people, you know, actors and like you find the ones that like kind of perfectly match these characters you've written. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, if you um, if you see that photo, it's we'll, kind we'll of it. unca- it's like, yeah, it's yeah. I couldn't believe it. How much. How perfect. What did she both, say about it? She was like, were. you couldn't have gotten closer if you tried. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like Paul Mescal's like sad, sad boy, you know, basset hound eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, the father, the father <laughs> has that too. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that sort of like sad smile. Uh... I really want to talk about the dancing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think it it serves like a really interesting purpose in this film where you know it's it's such a small thing but from the beginning to the end uh the dancing his dancing kind of comes up and you know I think when he first starts dancing like early on she's like what are you doing you know (laughs) like you know because he's a dad and he's like just being like whatever but and then obviously there's these like interstitial scenes where he's at the rave and um 
in the dark and he's kind of dancing this way that feels like it's almost like a he's losing control, you know? And then at the very end, when they do finally dance together, he's like, you know, he's mentioned several times. He's like, I loved, you know, I love dancing, right? you know? And I think that when he is dancing, especially at the end, you get the sense that like, it's the only moment, it's the only time that he really can be free, you know, like, and like kind of let go and like, let his mind go. And the way, the way he dances, like you just, it's like, he doesn't even care in in those moments. And, and so that last scene, as we were saying, when, they're dancing together to um, Under Pressure by by Queen and David Bowie. Uh, just, I, I, ugh, like, it's just so bonkers, like, how impactful that, that was. And the music is doing a lot, too, here. Like, obviously, the lyrics, you know, of, like, this is our last dance. Oh, you know, how on. it's ending yeah. with, like, this is our last dance. Like, this is our last dance. This is ourselves under pressure. Like, fuck. And somehow still not on the nose. I, well, there's also, there there are two, like musical things happening right there's a sort of like dissonant thing that's also playing um yeah under yeah. under pressure or it's like it's kind of like building up i forget exactly it starts with like the song under pressure fully and mm-hmm. then the actual like musical track to that gets pulled away and it's just isolated vocals over mm-hmm. what you're just saying right? like yeah, this yeah. sort of almost distorted like instrumental <sighs> which is kind of like where they bring in i think the rave scene yeah and the, the way that those two things like pull the tension of those the music but also the way that they work together is just like it's it just does stuff to you yeah. <laughs> like it really fucks with you uh yeah i think the way that's it's sort of paralleled with the rave scene this is the last literally their last dance yeah. some of the last moments they spent together and as an 11 year old having that be kind of like the last memory of your father yeah to me like the rave almost it's not like it's like limbo, but I feel like her her father kind of ends up there in her mo- yeah. memory in some yeah, ways, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas this like this dark place that feels really unknown as a child, like what do you what do you do with that when you when you lose someone that's so important to you? Yeah, it's definitely. I think you're right. I think it's definitely a kind of limbo, especially the way that it's yeah, it's like dark, but there's like joy in it, and it's it's got this weird, um, very dramatic ambiguity that she's clearly dealing with right yeah right and like towards those last moments she's like looking for him i think mm-hmm. right like she's mm-hmm. i think she's like yelling for him mm-hmm. i mean that's a sense you get or and also like yelling at him maybe yeah, at or maybe point. yelling at him yeah 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 like he's lost and and she literally tries to hold on to him yes and, yeah and yeah, it's yeah. like he doesn't quite acknowledge her i think in that rave scene but he's like slamming up against her and like holding her like tight but yeah. also not quite there and then I think he gets pushed away or pulled away and I, like, yeah, 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 I, I can't, the, the movie just does so much with in many ways, like so little that it's just like this beautiful piece of art. And uh, this leads us to the end, the very, very last scene. Do you want, are you ready to talk about it? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 let's talk about it. Okay, so there's this final, final scene where um, I just want to describe it because I love I love describing the, the sort of form of the scene and like the way that it's shot because it's like, again, I was like, what the fuck? And the last <laughs> time I watched it, I like rewound it like 10 times. Yeah. But it starts in the airport and it starts to the perspective of the camcorder footage, right? So it's like she's being filmed, young Sophie, as she's leaving, basically about to board a plane, right? And so it's this like choppy footage of her walking away from him and like turning a corner and then it freezes on that last frame where you can see young Sophie 
And then as it's frozen, this frame is frozen, the camera, our point mm-hmm. of view, pans to the right. And it keeps panning until you realize you're actually watching this footage on a, a modern TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it keeps going until you realize you're in a living room and it's going in a circle. And finally, like you see adult Sophie holding the camcorder from this time, right? And the camera, our point of view never stops. It keeps going in a circle until it, it hits, like you see her white wall in her apartment. And then the white wall turns into the wall in the airport back in the 90s. And it's like, again, this camera never stops moving in a circle, right? Like it never pauses until finally it continues down this airport wall until you realize you're on the other side of Sophie, young Sophie. You're looking at Callum holding the camcorder. Then it stops. He puts away, he like closes the viewfinder and like basically turns around and puts the camcorder in his backpack and then like walks down the hallway through these doors of the airport which open to the dark rave scene. You just see like a flash of it. You though. see a it's flash like, yeah. and then he walks into there, the doors close and like uh, you, I think it stays in this hallway for a few beats before the credits roll. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Seriously, just one of, uh, why aren't people, I mean like, <laughs> like, is there a podcast just dedicated to this ending of this film? Should we do this? Get I know. More <laughs> this niche. is actually the, the announcement for yeah, our new season podcast. Season five is, is uh, after After Sun. Right. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like you thought Portrait of Lady of Fire <laughs> was niche to have like an entire episode or entire season, sorry, 50 episodes dedicated to one film. Like, well, guess what? Season five is going to be 60 well, episodes. buckle up. Yeah. Dedicated to six minutes of film. But yeah, so that fucked me up. <laughs> and um, I think Charlotte Wells is like a big film nerd. And there's like a lot of if you've read interviews, you mm-hmm. know, she mentions a lot of films that like inspired her, not just this film in, in general. Um, but that last scene is very much, I think, a nod to um, this film. I think it came out in the 70s. It's a short documentary by Chantel, the queer filmmaker mm-hmm. Chantel Ackerman called La Chambre. You could probably watch it on like YouTube or something, but it's very similar. It's basically like 10 minutes of going around a room with a camera. You actually see someone in it briefly as well. But anyway, so thoughts, feelings. Okay. So as I was watching the the last scene this time for this conversation, I I noticed that there isn't actually a reflection of Sophie in the TV this time, like there is at the beginning. So this is kind of, you know, the scene is sort of book book ending what we started the movie with, right? Where she's reviewing this footage on the camcorder. Yeah. Um, But you clearly see her reflected in the TV the first time. And then you don't, you clearly don't at the end. Adult Sophie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting choice. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that, that choice? Yeah. I think like it makes sense kind of as a, as a bookend where we can sort of assume now she's gone through all this footage and, I don't know. Like, I don't want to read too much into it, like, as if she's gained something, you know? Right. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it does feel like a little bit like a closure, in a sense. Right. There's not like a sense of finale. Like, she hasn't closed, you know, this isn't like, oh, I get it now. It's, yeah, maybe just a little bit further along that journey. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. I think also, you know, maybe it says more about like where where we are, I think, like, mm-hmm. our, our mm-hmm. kind of point of view here where it's no longer memories. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. obviously, in the beginning, it still starts kind of, I think, like, in the present day. But, I mean, nothing is an accident, I think. 
in those decisions, right? Yeah. Actually, maybe this is a good time to talk about the like the title. So I didn't I didn't realize that Afterson was a lotion, right? I guess this is like a I don't know a Euro a European UK thing. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like okay, so it's something that you put on after you've been exposed to something probably mm-hmm. good, like a day at the beach, right? That hurt you. Right. So it's just like, oh, God. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, yeah, it's it's interesting because I think, like, I didn't realize that until, you know, after I'd seen the film. So to me, like, the title probably had more of a mystery than, like, yeah. you know, if you are, if you know what After Sun is. Yeah, is there, like, an equivalent that, is it, like, is it, like, aloe or something? I guess so. Yeah. You know, is I, well, it, it like the tree, kind of like a sunburn? Can someone help right? us? Yeah, <laughs> no, <yeah>. Can someone <laughs> who has used Aftersun I mean, tell I think, us about actually, it? Actually, I did see one article where they're like, it's just lotion. They're just marketing it so they can charge you more. Mm, but I think, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. either way, like, I, yeah. But yeah, I when I first uh, heard the title, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a cool thing. And it, um, I was kind of hoping for that thing that they do in movies where they say the title in a scene and I was like just so I can I get the context and I and I know what it is but yeah I'm glad they I'm glad they didn't I'm really glad yeah yeah Um, well you know what's interesting too is like aside from the metaphorical meaning behind it I think throughout the film he is I think he puts lotion on her at least if Mm -hmm. it's not sunscreen it's something right like a couple times in this very like caring way where he's like kind of watching out for her like you know general general well-being and so he's no longer there to do that. <laughs> right. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like. <sighs> okay. Final thoughts. Okay. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I don't have any final thoughts. I think my final thoughts are final feelings. <laughs> okay. Good, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which is this whole film in a way. And I, I think like there's that scene. Um, I think one of the last times they have dinner together at the resort where um, they get their Polaroid taken. And I'm just realizing that Polaroid is probably one of the Polaroids that was taken like in her real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she did. She did say some like she found a Polaroid of that um, just before production. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting the way they chose to film that where, you know, they have the Polaroid taken and then they're like talking. And then um, as it's developing the Polaroid, like by his elbow on the table they the, the camera just basically focuses on it as it's developing yeah and for me that feels like the entire kind of feeling of the film kind of like summed up in you know a minute <laughs> yeah 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 oh okay <laughs> i'm gonna go lie down yeah what are your final final feels uh, what do you want to leave people with <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no pressure <laughs> here are my guts um cradle them gently it's oh, oh, <laughs> yeah i don't know it's such a like it's such a gentle film that is so devastating i yeah I, i'm just i'm i'm really i'm really in awe of the writing the directing the cinematography all of it like all of it together the acting it just like like everything had to come together for something that's you know uh this minimal and this subtle to work and punch you in the face <laughs> like it does yeah and they really did it they really pulled it off frankie corio as like a first time oh my actor God. is just like what like <laughs> yeah amazing yeah i don't know watch tuesday though definitely yeah i think that's a good follow-up to this if you want to continue to 
feel, <laughs> like eviscerate yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I like what you said about it being quiet. Uh, what did you say? Like a gentle film that is so devastating because it it does feel like you don't even realize you're being destroyed right. from the inside yeah, out. It's like, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like you. It's almost like you have like a chest burster or something, and it's like you know, from aliens <laughs> yeah. that's like living in you. It's and been you're building. Like, it's been growing. It's yeah, been building. You're like something incubating. feels weird, yeah. and then all of a sudden it like explodes out of your chest, and you're like, ah, it's your face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly this movie. Yeah. Oh, so real quick, spoiler for Tuesday. If you haven't watched it, go watch it now. But uh, the last scene, do you remember the last scene where... With her mom? Yeah. So she, yeah. she's she been sitting on the couch. She kind of like smells. You're assuming it's her dad's sweater that she's wearing. And then there's a knock at the door and she kind of like takes a deep breath and readies herself to leave. And so as she leaves, the camera like follows her towards the door and then... It stays behind and it watches her mm. leave oh, from out the window. God. Oh my like, god, you're right. <gasps> ah! <laughs> oh my god. And then it kind of like goes. It it like sort of turns to the next window and and watches them as they go further and further away. And it's like, oh god, <laughs> like. Oh my god. I'm tearing you're up even right. just thinking about it. But like oh, the whole like, it's only ten minutes, and you sort of. It's also similarly gentle, like the whole, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. time leading up to it. And then you kind of realize what's happening. And then it just like slaps you in the face with yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. the camera as ghost kind of thing. Camera as ghost slaps you in the face. In many ways, it's like a it's it's like a prequel. You know, you can see exactly how th- that led into this film, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though I think she she maybe made it like maybe six years prior or something. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. then like story wise, I think it's a little bit more more of a sequel. And I think that like I just love a movie that doesn't tell you. Yeah. And it just shows you and it even barely shows you. Yeah. And it makes you do a lot of some of the work, you know, to get there. I really, really love that. And um, this is a sort of tangential, but I think I was expecting something like that with um, All of Us Strangers. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not going to get into it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The time, but like, yeah, I think like, I don't know why, maybe because our sad boy boyfriend I is, know. is in that too. <laughs> Have um, you seen that meme where they're like, if you see Paul Mes- Mescal dancing, you're in for a bad time? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, let's no. be honest, like almost all of his, he's really good at playing a certain role like you know even in normal people like i don't know if you ever saw that sh- tv show which i did oh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah no, i don't yeah I don't, yeah i don't i think like everything he does is like kind of gut-wrenching yeah. <laughs> you can't help it um <laughs> i did want to say one other thing which is like we often talk about i think we've talked about on this podcast and I, we think we've especially talked about this with like heather petrocelli in the past about how like we haven't been gut punched since portrait mm. you know 2019 was the last time we saw a film that that truly changed us in a, in a way and we've sort of been chasing that yeah <laughs> and for me this is definitely you know what three years later this did it like I, yeah. I you know it's it's obviously it's different actually has you know a lot of similarities in a way where I think in some ways like portrait was also like very um how did you describe after sun just now like just gently gentle gentle devastation. devastating yeah. Yeah. yeah i think like for portrait it happened a little bit sooner but it was mm-hmm. really gentle i'm just kind of like la 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 and then i was like <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah like, and the tension like the tension is a different like it's not tension in the way that you expect um right. the conflict right. isn't the thing that you expect that it will be yeah very unconventional not very but you know like unconventional like ways of telling stories of that just like fuck you up yeah and maybe that's part of why you get why you get so fucked up is because like we're so conditioned yeah. to expect a certain type of like narrative you know or like you know hero's journey whatever whatever and i think um 
Yes. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because it this definitely did things to me. <laughs> and I'll stop there. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. Let us know what you thought of Aftersun um, and Tuesday. If you're if you're listening to this sentence, you have watched it. I'm I'm assuming so. Tell us about it on Instagram at Sapphic Culture Club, or you can email us about it at Sapphic Culture Club at gmail.com. I don't want to know if you haven't seen if you are if you listen to this episode and you haven't seen at least After Sun. Like I don't tell me. I know. I will, be, I will actually oh, be mad at you. I will ignore you. <laughs> But yeah, lastly, you'll you'll find links to things that we've mentioned as well as the episode transcript in the episode description wherever you're listening to this podcast. Yeah.